Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to our second episode of the Maysville Baptist Church College and Career Podcast. I thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be hopping back into our study of the book of Proverbs today. I hope everybody has had a great week so far. This past few weeks, we took a break for Easter. And I really enjoyed Easter because it was our first Easter with my daughter, Millie where she could actually pick up eggs. So that was very fun just to see her get excited and celebrate the Easter holiday where not only we look to a time for it to be fun for us to join with our family, but more importantly for us to celebrate the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his redeeming blood on the cross and his death and resurrection three days later for our sins. And I just, it's it was so nice to be able to celebrate that with our family. And I am so excited to be able to teach my daughter the true meaning of Easter once she gets older. As a child, uh, I have a lot of fond memories of, you know, just my childhood time spent with family, whether it be at family gatherings or just in general. Uh, some of the things that really stuck with me uh, or some of the sayings. I know everybody probably has some sayings that really kind of stuck with you, whether it be from a book you read or your parents. Uh, if y'all have any y'all would like to share, please email them or just in conversation, uh, mention them to me if you see me. One of my favorites, uh, and I'm sure many of y'all have heard this, for example, I still remember... Uh, my parents saying on a regular occasion, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. And how true that actually is today if we look at life, uh, a lot of that is true. Most of the time you can keep yourself out of some trouble. If you don't have anything good to say, just don't say it at all. But one that also has really stuck with me is, and I'm sure many of y'all will probably have already heard it, is... If you sleep with the dogs, you're going to get fleas. Today we're going to be diving back into Proverbs, like I already said, and diving into Proverbs 1, 8 through 19, where here we look and see, and it's Solomon's version of him telling his son, basically, if you sleep with the dogs, you're going to get fleas. Before we get into this, uh, text, uh, just in case anybody does not know what that saying means, is basically who you hang around is going to rub off on you. And that's exactly what our text is about today. It's about shunning evil counsel, being careful who you spend time with. So before we walk in, walk through our text together, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you thank you so much for today, dear Lord. Thank you for blessing us with another day to just do your work, dear God, and glorify you in all we do. God, I pray that you open our hearts and minds, dear God, that you may use this text to teach us your ways, dear God. And God, I just thank you for this study of Proverbs we've been doing, studying your biblical wisdom, dear God, and help us all just apply all the keys of your amazing word, dear God, to our lives that we may glorify you in all we do and be a reflection of your son into this dark world, dear God. 
In your holy name I pray. Amen. So, we're going to jump back in to our study of Proverbs in Proverbs 1, 8 through 19. So, if you have your Bible handy or if you have your phone, go ahead and pull up the Bible app and join me in Proverbs 1, 8 through 19. So, as always, our common theme of what we do is we're going to read through the text together and then we will go through and break it down. Before we do that... Two notable things where you are going to notice two kind of sections to our passage for today. In this passage, there is going to be the two sections. The first section is verses 8 through 10, as well as verses 15 through 19. These verses is an ins- a section of instruction. In verses 11 through 14, these verses are portraying temptation. We see as we walk through this text, starting in verses 8 through 10, we see the guiding words of a father speaking to his son, telling his son to hear or obey the instruction of his father. So we will pick up in verse 8 and read through verse 19 now. Verse 8 of Proverbs 1. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us, let us lie and wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with the spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path, for their feet run to evil, to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in sight of any bird. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. So like I said, when we start in verse, our first little section here, in verses 8 through 10, we see the advice and instruction of a father. We see a guiding words of a father speaking to his son, telling his son to not forsake the instruction of, of his father and oh how often today many people just shrug off their wisdom of their parents oh how often when you were younger I know when I was younger and I'm sure everybody when they were younger Most of the times when your parents were trying to show you something, teach you something, you just kind of brushed it off and wrote it off even. Like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. And day by day as I get older in my life, I have so many just kind of aha moments where it's just like, ah, I was just missing it back then. I just was not getting it. But now as I mature in my life, both spiritually and age-wise, as I mature, 
as I come upon these circumstances, I just get the moments where my parents were trying to pass on the biblical wisdom that they had to me. And what Solomon here in this text is saying, he's instructing his son, do not forsake the instruction of your father. And do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. They are a valuable thing in your life, and you don't need to take them for granted. There's so many of these treasures of knowledge, these gems of knowledge that you have to give, that your parents have to give to you, excuse me, that you should pay heed to, understand. Don't just brush it off. We need to pay precious attention to the biblical knowledge that parents have to pass down. We don't need to just brush it off or write it off. We need to absorb all the knowledge we can from our parents. It's a call for us as children, because we are all children of somebody, to heed the biblical wisdom that they have. But it's also a call for us that are parents to raise up our children in true biblical wisdom. These proverbs that we're studying, we must pay attention to them. We must put our faith and trust in true biblical wisdom and not the wisdom of this world. And we must teach our children these principles that we learn. We must stick by them. For those that are parents, we must raise up our children in the truths that the Bible has. And for those of y'all that are planning on having kids someday, you need to know that this world is full of confusion. And it's going to try to pull you away from the Word of God. But you must study and love the Word of God and raise up children in these values, these truths of the words of God. We must use these Proverbs we're studying in a literal way. We must apply the truths of wisdom to our lives. All of these truths found in the Word of God, we must use them every day. Moving into verse 10, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If people of this world are trying to persuade you to do something, do not give in. Do not consent. I'm sure we all know someone who is always trying to say, oh, you need to come to this party or you need to try this. Oh, try this drink. Try this jewel. Try this vape. Try all these things. No. We must not consent. If any of y'all have people like that in your life, first thing I would recommend is, well, I would probably distance yourself from that individual. That individual. If you have people like that in your close circle, more than likely it's going to be a whole lot easier for you to fall to that temptation. I would recommend that distance, that safe distance. Do not give in to their persuasion. Resist the temptation to follow their lead. In the following verses of this passage, 
11 through 14, we see examples of temptation as Christians. We mustn't surround ourselves with people who are going to cause us to stumble. We must surround ourselves with like-minded Christians, people who are going to lift us up and help us grow in our relationship with God. It is immensely important for us to surround ourselves with other believers. Now, I want to clarify, I'm not saying that you mustn't never interact with lost people. That's not at all what I'm saying. Because we are called to witness to the lost and hurting, to share the good news of Jesus Christ with them. We, must, we just must not spend the majority of the time with them. If you surround yourself with a group of lost friends, more than likely they are going to rub off on you more than you are going to rub off on them. You may accumulate a few fleas, if you will, to point us back to the saying that I grew up with. If you sleep with the dogs, you're going to wake up with a few fleas. If you surround yourself with people of this world, non-believers, more than likely, you're going to end up with a few fleas. You're going to end up absorbing some of their attributes, some of the habits that will point people back to the world. And as a Christian, we're to point people back to Christ, not to this world. We're to be in the world, but not of it. We are to live out our lives in a Christ-like manner. If you Like I said, if you surround yourself with a group of lost friends, more than likely they're going to rub off on you. It's a lot easier. I know most everybody's probably moved something. If you are pushing something, it's a whole lot easier to push something down a hill than it is to pull something up a hill. Now, I'm not saying that as Christians, we're better than lost people. But I am saying, if you're trying to pull friends towards Christ, it's a whole lot easier for them to pull you down to where they're at. We must surround ourselves with people who are like-minded. Or to surround ourselves with Christ-like people. It's a, an utmost importance that we prioritize healthy God-glorifying relationships with fellow believers rather than prioritize the things of this world. We must heed the words of Solomon's, Solomon here. He is beckoning us to guide us to be careful who we spend our time with, who we let influence us. We should let the word of God influence us, pull us closer to Christ instead of hanging around with the wrong people as Christians, letting them influence us to look more like the world. We should let our fellow believers, those are the people we should spend time around. We should spend time around people who are going to pull us closer to Christ instead of pull us down closer to the world. We should be careful who we spend our time with, who we let influence us either to make the right or the wrong decision. A very wise person told me this one time, that you are the sum of your five closest friends. So as Christians, we must surround ourselves with people who are God-glorifying influences. As we move down to verse 15, we see more instruction of how Solomon saying we shouldn't walk 
in the way with them, the people of this world. We must walk in the way of the Lord. If you turn with me to Psalms 1, 1 through 2. Psalms 1, 1 through 2 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his, in his law he meditates night and day. Or day and night, excuse me. What we see Solomon saying here is also echoed in Psalms. We mustn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. We must be careful with who we spend our time with. We must make sure that our closest friends, the people we hold close, the people we spend the most time with, are going to push us closer to Christ. We mustn't walk in the things of this world. Even when the world says it's okay to live a sinful and immoral life, we mustn't put our faith and trust in this world. We must put our faith and trust in God and in His Word. We must delight in the things of God and not in the things of this world. As we see in the latter part of Proverbs 1, 18-19, in verses 18 and 19, how the people of this world lie in wait for their own blood. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. If you let the things of this world take over your life, they will consume you. Some of the most unhappy people today are the rich and famous. Because just as we see here in verse 19, those who are greedy for gain, it takes the life of its owners. People today try to fill their lives with the things of this world, only for it to turn out to make them feel just as empty. They are searching for something to fill the void, but searching in all the wrong places. What our text shows us today, we are not to take part in what is of this world. We are to surround ourselves with good, godly individuals. We are to be like lighthouses of hope that is in Christ Jesus to this dark and stormy world. My challenge to everybody today is one, if you have been searching for something to fill that void in your life, the answer is Jesus. And if you would like to know more about having a personal relationship with him, I would love to talk to you about it or reach out to me with any questions. Or anybody up here at Maysville Baptist Church would love to have a conversation with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ I promise if you've been searching in all the wrong places searching for something to fulfill your life fill that void fill that emptiness Jesus Christ is what is there for you a true relationship a personal relationship with Jesus Christ our, our Lord and Savior who died on a cross for our sins and rose three days later that we may have a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. He's the answer for that void. Search no longer.
if you have any questions about a personal relationship with him, please reach out. And secondly, for those who are saved and have that personal relationship, be careful who you surround yourselves with. Or else, you might end up with some fleas. Surround yourself with a group of people who are going to point you towards Christ instead of this world. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your wisdom in the Proverbs, dear God. I pray that you just help us all surround ourselves with people like-minded that are going to glorify you in all they do. Study your law. Study your word, dear God. And pull us closer to you. God, I just pray and thank you for everybody listening, dear God, that you would draw them closer to you. In your heavenly name I pray. Amen. If anybody has any questions, please reach out to Maysville Baptist Church or reach out to me personally at carsonhall.mbc at gmail.com. I would love to answer any questions. God bless and have a great day.